there's going to probably be two like actual astronauts operating this vehicle or yeah. like at least there <laughs> <Just> one <laughs> so say say it's a party bus with one driver <laughs> say, <laughs> Welcome back to Eclipse on Tap, the podcast where we talk about eclipses of all kinds and space in general. Let me crack your beer for you, Matt. Yes, please. Thank you. Kindly. Episode 42. Welcome to episode 42. We're here. Pub 39A, and it is March, and it is getting warmer. Daylight savings in effect. They are. Yeah. It's actually pretty pretty nice. Uh, It's a pleasant little... uh, 7.30, 7.30, it stays, you know, light till about quarter to eight or so. Yeah. Sunset's around eight-ish. Loving it. So, that's good. Yeah, the, the uh, summer is upon us, warmer weather, and getting back outside. You know, it's felt like a long winter, but I, mean, I think we got pretty lucky all in all, uh, weather-wise. You know, it was really just the month of February that we got slammed with snow, but it just felt long. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. Probably because yeah. we did the Festive 500, and we rode 500K on yeah. an indoor trainer. <laughs> in <Idiots>. December. <laughs> Idiots. That made yeah. us feel a little longer. F- made it feel a little longer for sure. It's making yeah. Jeremiah seem a little bit smarter now because he was like, "Oh, that's too much to do now." And this week, coming, well, I was down in Florida last week, but coming back, I was like, "I can't get on the train." No, yeah, it's yeah. been tough. I mean, it's hard yeah. when the sun was with the daylight savings, and it's like I usually I'd get home from work and hop right on. Yeah, but now it's it's light outside. It's warmer, so there's it's not as you know cool in the room that I'm riding in, and it just is. It's just little too cold for me to get out there like today like still mid 40s and yeah it's a tough time i used to ride in a lot colder colder than this but now i'm kind of getting soft i gotta i gotta wait till it's like 55 then i'll go (laughs) but yeah i know really no i have gotten soft but yeah but but, you know it's good warm you know it's we were talking uh just last night actually about uh our perennial favorite race, uh, Iceman, is back in action in oh, yeah. the first week of November. The, it's actually sold out already, so uh, we're all going to be racing that in the fall time. So it's just nice to see, you know, get excited for stuff like that. Grattan is going to be around the corner, which is our weekly uh, race series in the summertime. Not ours, but the one we attend. Um, that's, it's that's, that's, that's the big show. <laughs> that's the big show, that's yeah. That's the big show for the year. You made it up to the big leagues. Yeah, and we're, we're, we're coming up quick on that, but... We haven't seen. I haven't seen anything about the pre-reg for that. But he put a note out, yeah. like coming maybe, soon. Yeah, a week or two ago, is just oh, okay. saying that he it was close that he'd get the registration forms out and yeah, and that it's also on. Yeah, yeah that yeah, was like yeah. it's officially on. Yeah, and then uh, mud, sweat, and beers is May, fir- May first weekend in May. Yeah. So that <laughs> that first week of May is really going to be a ball buster. I yeah. tell you, first Grattan, then jump right <laughs> into mud, sweat, and All beers. Of a I'm getting nervous. Yeah. Six weeks out. <laughs> I'm just gonna ride mud sweat and beers for fun. I think I yeah I just can't. I can't. I, I haven't heard if they're gonna do that as that uh, format that they were planning on last year, where it was like everybody. Start, it's basically a time trial. Everybody starts oh, yeah. a few minutes apart or whatever. Yep. Um, or if it's gonna be mass start like it traditionally was. Yeah, kind of. Uh, it was you know waves, but not nearly as many as Iceman. But it's the yeah, most a lot of people with you yeah. starting at the same time and yeah. Yeah, I did that. Well, obviously last year canceled, but the year before uh, with Iron Mike and the you weren't the, there the year that Jeremiah had the no that was the year that was the year right. before I wasn't yeah. there, 
uh, two years ago, it was just Mike and I, and um, one of the little tacker signs on the trees that has the arrow to tell you to go right had fallen off the tree and flipped upside down in the, the underbrush. Convenient. So literally everyone in our wave just got lost. Yeah. And so Mike and I were just riding around in the woods, ended up finding our way and crossing the line. And, and what ended up actually being about the distance that was um, prescribed. Um, but it, it was just kind of like, all right, we'll just do this for fun. So I'll probably try yeah. to take the, ta- the same mentality. Yeah. Just given that it's so early on in the season. Right. But just the fact that it's coming up is uh, is good. Really yeah. good. Yeah. Lots of lots of cars uh, parked out here, out back here to go to the underground. Yeah, people yeah. are. Uh, it feels coming like out of the woodwork. Things here, are kind of right? returning to normal. Like this time last year, yeah. we were in like the initial phase of lockdown, and yeah. well, we weren't even like maybe a week into it. At yeah, this it was point. very fresh. I mean, it yeah. was yeah. exactly now, one year ago. Yeah, yeah, and there was all this uncertainty: what's going to happen all summer? And now this year, it seems like most events are carrying yeah. on things i don't been, i don't know that we'll have like concerts and that kind of thing but we'll definitely have mm-hmm. some events outdoor gatherings for sure and yeah the, there there's that sense that there's light at the end of the tunnel i think you know yeah. the vaccine seems to be deploying better and mm. things are just picking up in the and hopefully the right direction i think they said they're forecasting like end of april for what they can declare as herd immunity whether it's mm-hmm. you've been vaccinated or you've been you've had it and mm-hmm. so you're therefore you know yep and safe. I think at least in Michigan, the I saw an article that by the end of April, it, the vaccine will be available to those that want it for everyone. Not you know, yeah. it, it can just be anyone, not not just pre-existing conditions and whatnot. So the light at the end of the tunnel, I think, is is um, on the horizon, and that's a good thing. Um, yeah, happy to be have you know have those summertime events start popping back up. Julia and I actually bought tickets to a concert at Twenty One Monroe or not Twenty One. What is it called? Twenty Monroe. Twenty Twenty Monroe. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, for Dermot Kennedy, he's like the I'm not familiar. So uh, Ben Howard is that singer songwriter oh, yeah, from the UK. Yeah, he's yeah. like the same style, but from Ireland. Okay, okay. and uh, he's really good. So he's coming to twenty one twenty Monroe. Keep saying twenty one, um, and and they they were selling tickets for it. So we we bought some. I bought the insurance on it just yeah. so that obviously if things get worse or it gets canceled, yeah. Well, that that's an indoor. That's August yeah. uh, the weekend before. Um, NASCAR, I think, okay. yeah. So some mid-August, you got you some know. time then. Yeah yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. So, but that was yeah a big upside. So, um, yeah, Gratton around the corner, man. That's it's crazy. Last that's, year we that's only the had biggest six. thing, it really biggest is. thing of the year, really. It really is. Yeah. It's like a, it's the longest, um, really the longest Grand Tour in the United States. <laughs> it's it spans four to, months. The Tour de Gratton. Yeah. So, it's the uh, the strong who survive till August. It's Basically. a persistence so, game. Yep. It is. It is. Who can win but, the points at the end of it all? Right. Yep. We're pumped for, we talked last uh, episode 41 about our leader's jersey that we're going to have our exclusive leader's jersey for our team. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yep. Coming soon, right? I mean, that, that's all. Yeah, it should be within the next, I would think, week or two. Because yeah, we, we, we put that in, well, they, they ran the card, I confirmed today, on March 10th. Okay. So usually they run that, you know, a week or two mm-hmm. before it arrives. Yeah, and they did the uh, the test on the fabric, and yes, yep. so we green lighted everything, and so things are good uh, with the the new kit coming soon, which we've talked about a lot in previous episodes. But to know that's coming is yeah, is we'll good. be we'll be looking slick, very yeah, slick. Looking yeah. forward to it. A very classic black and white, mostly black and white kit. You know, just not not uh, very very simplistic in design, but uh, slick. Yeah, you know how they have those like live like uh, not or like a pre-recorded thing of like 
if the guys in the, the on Eurosport, if somebody's leading the Vuelta, they have them like a video of them walking up and like they cross their arms and they got the the, <laughs> the red jersey on. We should have we should do that if we if if we win one week we should do that and like post it on our our Instagram oh or like gosh, something yeah. like that. Just, like just bring like a white sheet yep. to Gratton, hang it off your like rear hatch or whatever, and then have somebody like turn around and. Yeah, and you could do you could do the editing so that just like in that it goes you know from the bottom kind of like and it like trans that would be so funny. It's like like the old school Power Rangers where yeah yeah, yeah. we need to do that I think absolutely yeah that would be hilarious. make Gratton fun again just, oh my gosh yeah. yeah well I mean it's always been fun but yeah but we're, we're we're trying to bring new energy definitely bring a new energy because um, yeah. it's not yeah like like David said it's always fun it's always uh, one of those events that you're looking forward to each week week in week out but uh, we're gonna try to up the ante a little bit yeah, yeah. what do we got for beer well <clears throat> we're all currently having a little Labatt blue Red Wings edition mm-hmm. but our good friends at ecliptic have uh, once again, been very very generous with us and given us a few here so let me read down the first uh from colette uh we're excited to share two new ipas with you including our first cosmic collaboration of 2021 we partnered with wayfinder on this cold ipa which is a style that's been that we've been mastering for a while now questions about this beer style question mark Hop on our Zoom call. Oh, we missed this. Hop on our Zoom call with Brewmasters John Harris, Kevin Davey, and Charlie Devereaux on February 26th and ask away. But the rundown on the beard is uh, brewed with our friends at Wayfinder Beer. This cold IPA was brewed with, with Pilsner malt, lager, and yeast. Pacific Sunrise and Talus Hop support a clean, crisp finish in this collaboration. 8% and uh, IBU is 50 Sounds great. Yeah, I just looked up Wayfinder Beer. Uh, they're also located in Portland. I was going to say, uh, I've never heard of them. Really not. It doesn't appear to be smaller. too far from Ecliptic on the map. Uh, so so right in their backyard. First collaboration of 2021. That's become a favorite, I think, of ours. You know, we I, I think we can declare ourselves as full-blown Ecliptic beer drinkers, and we drink it frequently enough. It's become a favorite, no doubt. And um, this is the first collab. Only thing I drink. Check out the artwork yeah. on this too. Yeah, I'll post it. a picture on Instagram. Yeah. Um, it's a fantastic label with some uh, astronauts with big old eyeballs in their helmets. Yeah, they're, they're like eyeballs their whole heads. their whole screen is an eyeball on their face shield. Yeah, and they're toasting, toasting beers. So uh, yeah, they're I'm getting toasted. Looking forward to this. I, when I saw it, I was like, cold IPA. What is that? We were talking about. You know, it said they're pills. It's like cold malts. rolled steel. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Not hot rolled steel, but yeah. cold rolled instead. Yeah, crack it. Steel that's cold rolled. <laughs> it's an IPA that's cold. <laughs> that's chilled. And it is indeed chilled. So we're, uh, yeah, yes, thanks again, is. John Harris. And, yeah, thank uh, you. And Colette. Um, it's just, you it's, guys become rock. A, it's become a monthly thing. I mean, we're, we're Looks so. Looks like a Pilsner upon pouring. Like it's got a lighter. It is, yeah, it. it is lighter. Yep. Not a hazy by any means. No. But or, yeah, big, or like big a traditional juice. IPA that's like a, you know, maybe a darker amber kind of color yeah like a two-hearted yeah a little bit darker you said this smells amazing eight percent yeah the cold ipa cheers cheers thank you ecliptic put them in the sky cheers to 42 episodes indeed hmm oh the hops is just mm. it's like a really hoppy pilsner oh yeah very fresh light beer 
light tasting, but what's crazy that it's eight percent to be honest. Yeah. Doesn't um, taste yeah. you don't no. you, you don't get like that alcohol heavy taste. No. no. This tastes like when we uh cracked open the hops from your backyard and yeah. it's like fresh right off the vine and just when I had my whole face in the, the, the hop basket. Yeah. That's what yeah. that smell of just the mm-hmm. fresh, fresh hops is what this tastes like. Really, yeah. really fresh hop flavor. Minus yeah. all the bugs. Yeah, yeah, minus all the bugs. Yeah, we did have uh, an aphid issue with the hops here. Yeah, I think I might uh, go back to that this year. Oh, I think I might. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, you should do yeah. it. Horrocks probably will start having them in stock, I'm guessing, soon. mentioned Soon-ish. that before. Yeah, I, I think they should be. I mean, I think maybe next month. Because you planted it in April. I think so, yeah, April. So, yeah, that's uh, well, maybe we'll have some Eclipse uh, on tap hops soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other one that uh, just came out, Matt's got cracked open Oberon. Mm-hmm. Oberon. The, the official signaling of spring. Absolutely. Yeah, Bell's Oberon is um, always a, a favorite. And yeah, as you say, I mean, it's warm weather. It just yeah. brings up those vibes. And uh, David brought up that ecliptic posted today. Um, it was a flashback Friday to when John Harris visited Bell's in Kalamazoo here in our backyard and did a cosmic collaboration. So right in line with what we're oh, talking shit. about. Yep. They, that was, I think, was that last year? No, two years ago. Yeah, I got the bottle we, on the uh, windowsill here. Yep. So they yep. did the, that was, I remember when that came out, we were, I was so excited because I'm thinking, yeah. you know, Bells is obviously to us in Michigan an all-time favorite. Oh, yeah. And then with Ecliptic, it was so cool. Yeah. So check out Ecliptic's Instagram and uh, you can see the, uh, the pick of John Harris and the brewer from, it wasn't Larry Bell, but it was a brewer from Bell's. Huh. Yeah, that was a juicy. juicy there's the bottle. Yeah. Juicy IPA. David they did that bagel. one. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great one. What's, what's yep. our rundown on this one? In celebration with our fifth year of passage through this awesome star system we call home, we're teaming up with five esteemed breweries to brew five beers of cosmic significance. Space can feel a bit lonely, so here's to making the journey with friends. Brewed with Bell's owner, Larry Bell. Oh. And brewers, John Mallet and Tim. Gossick. Yeah. Hmm. That was a very good one. Good stuff. That was, yeah, that was a really good one. Yeah. And then I remember them posting to washed it out. I can't get any scent off it. I did. I washed it out. I didn't want uh, fruit flies mm-hmm. flying around, but hop aphids. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, they uh, clearly he went to Bell's. And then I know that they hosted like a similar, like you were saying, the Zoom thing, or uh, maybe it was an actual, I think at that yeah. time it was probably a legitimate in person event where the, the brewer wasn't Larry Bell, but one of the other gentlemen you mentioned was in Portland at Ecliptic with them, and they kind of released it officially. And Yeah. It's such a cool... I mean, we've talked about before their marketing style and with the beers and everything, and then to, to just, on top of all that, add in a collaboration with a bunch of cool breweries. Yeah. And in yeah. the case, we're drinking the, with the Wayfinder beer. Um, yeah. It just doesn't get... It doesn't get better. Yeah. No. I, think, I think they're going to keep doing that from what it looks like, just... Um, you know, I think keep, keep the collaborations going. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something new. Twenty twenty two's got to be a collab with uh, Vivant slash Broadleaf. Oh, that would be yeah. super cool. Yeah, we yeah. should just start petitioning to them now. I bring over my aphid hops and you're like, hey, hey, guys, <laughs> can you just throw some of these in there? A little extra protein in them. Yeah, yeah. Brewed with aphids. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that was the first year they and did the five year or for their fifth year, the five collaboration yeah. beers. Yeah. But my dog's been pissing on them for. <laughs> About six months. It's all good, though. Nitrogenous. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, cold IPA. Really good. I Very would good. never Refreshing. guess this is 8%. Never. Just like cold rolled steel. Famous last words, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, you can... I, I kind of get a little bit of a bite at the very, very end. 
you can tell it's got a little bit of ABV in it, but I don't know. Yeah. That's just me. It's very drinkable, though. Yeah. Very, yeah. very drinkable. And it gives me that warm weather feeling. Like, I could yeah. drink this while I was fishing or right. at the beach or whatever. So, if you're in Portland, pick up some cold IPAs and go out to the... What do people do in Portland? Go out to the... Um. <laughs> go, go to go to Mount Hood and yeah. drink some yeah, beer. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. they do... This they do fly night fishing sky. in Oregon, right? Well, they do night yeah. sky, you know check i mean i would assume you'd be in portland it'd be a great spot to oh, grab have a your telescope mountain bike and pack a backpack full of brews and yeah head out head out so yeah 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 i'll have to ask my buddy adam like they drink what, beer what, what is it that you do clearly <laughs> yeah what well, do you guys do out there there's that river that cuts right through downtown portland and splits the city in half but i don't know if it's like isn't that the mississippi i don't know no <laughs> colorado <laughs> it's not no i don't know what it is i'm not sure it's it's the the early stages of some bigger river i'm guessing yeah. but but i think it's similar to here like in grand rapids where there, you, you can definitely do things on the grand river here yeah you can go fishing and whatnot but it's not necessarily like i'm gonna go down to the river and like float around float around or yeah with a bunch of turds. yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i know i mean just from being around there it's definitely an outdoorsy crowd so i think i'm assuming people fish and they 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 bike and all that kind of stuff i yeah. mean it's a huge road cycling you know, area. I know that for sure, but mm-hmm. I would think mountain biking is probably pretty good out there. I, I've never done it, but yeah. Oh yeah. I would assume so with maybe the, the foothills of uh, Mount hood. Right. Yeah. I'm sure. There's a lot of really good terrain. Yeah. yeah. Pacific Northwest is just a cool area. I've never, I've never actually been to that area of the country. No. Mm-mm. Oh, it's, no, it's, it's good. The company I work for is based out of Seattle. So I get out there pretty frequently, but it's, it's the only place where you got mountains and ocean like, both within view mm-hmm. and it's it's just got this cool like i don't know yeah I, I don't even know how to explain it it's it's just a very unique kind it's of unlike its anything yeah. yeah it's it's definitely its own thing and then cool you can go i think what is it northwest of or like in washington state there's like those temperate rainforests right yeah where it's like a deciduous fort like what we're familiar with around here but just like rainforest style yeah you know, just plants everywhere yeah yeah and you've, I've seen photos of that. It looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we'll, well, we'll, we'll, we will get out there uh, as a collective soon, yeah. sometime soon for, to visit our, our friends here at Ecliptic. Um, we got to figure that out. We should do like, Maybe a, like next a, yeah. summer. I don't know. Full weekend. Yeah. Well, we've booked a few things in the meantime. We, mm-hmm. we booked our trip down to Fayetteville, Arkansas. Yep. Yeah, we talked about that last time, I think. Did we? Yeah. yeah. The tail end of it. Yeah. yeah. Um. That's going to be a blast. Yeah, that's another state, another area of the country I've not been to. If maybe I've been to Oklahoma, but never Arkansas. So, yeah, looks very cool. Arkansas is cool. A little bit of a tidbit of um, preview into 2024 eclipse. If we're going to go down to San Antonio, um, that's going to obviously be in the direction of. That might be another trip to plan is uh, go scope out our actual campsite for the yep. 2024 eclipse. We should be doing that soon, very yeah. soon, because yeah. uh, and that's a oh, a fair warning to anybody that's listening that we we hope, uh, of course, you'll be you'll be headed down to the eclipse in some fashion in twenty in just a few years, but you got to start planning now. If you if oh, you're yeah. the, if you want to um, camp, then you might have a little flexibility, but even then, I mean, if you're if you're wanting a hotel, you gotta you gotta do it now. Yeah, yeah. At least figure out within like a hundred mile range of where you want to be. Yeah, and get a hotel there, and and just have to plan for like early departure. I yep. mean, I mean, yeah, like right you gotta now, gotta be fluid, bro. Yeah, you gotta be fluid too, because we changed plans like a couple of days before, 
in 2017 um, just because the weather was looking a little pear-shaped. But, I mean, just get an, an idea of where you want to go now. And then as you get closer, you can, you know, pin down the yeah hotel. I mean, hopefully Spe- you're speaking camping. Speaking all that, I, I did uh, send you guys a link to um, getting mass production of uh, eclipse glasses. I did see that, yep. We should do. Yeah. We we've talked for a long time about doing our yeah. own um, Eclipse on Tap branded Eclipse glasses. We should we should look into doing that sooner than later as yeah. well because though just like in 2017, those become a fairly hot commodity. You know, um, we did not plan quite properly on that, and on the way down, we were thinking, oh, we'll stop at. You know, we were going to like a Home Depot to see if they had welding to get shields. like a welding shield. Yeah, we, that would have been terrible. Well, that was your dad was saying like you know those those things that welders wear the mask they pull down. That's like the actual. They can you can pull that glass out, mm-hmm. and usually they sell those pieces of glass like a little rectangle. So that was our original intent. Is like, well, we're you know we can't find the glasses anywhere. Well, this is the same thing. We'll just hold it up like you know like an eyepiece. Yeah. Um. In no- nowhere, nowhere. Well, and they we they got had, lucky. Well, so like I was looking a little bit before, and the thing that I found is they didn't have one that was a strong enough. Yeah. Tint to yep. be safe to like look yeah. into the sun. So I was like, I could buy this, but I could also go blind if I looked through <laughs> yeah. it. So I think maybe I'll just. You know, hopefully go. I mean, I knew Dad had the solar filter on the telescope, the eight inch or the six inch telescope. So I, I knew he was going to have something we could look through. But we ended up getting down there, and they had a, like boxes of them. Yeah, we yeah. were. I remember like being so in, anxious and yeah. worried about. It. I'm like, we're. I don't know what we're going to do. Seriously, yeah. I'm going to have to be stuck looking through the six inch scope, which is fine. But with my own naked eye, I'm not going to be able to look. Yeah. And then we got to the visitor center, and they just had like they were giving them out for free, just throwing them everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, people were selling them for big money online yeah. too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, well, they also the ones the people who were doing that were like selling counterfeit, like not even real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of scary. Yeah, so definitely. If if you get them from us, you will know that Rest they are assured. legit. That's why I would, we the, with the you mass will not order. Go blind. That's why I would just want to make sure that <laughs> the filter. Yeah. You will not go guaranteed blind. guaranteed not to go blind. <laughs> As long as we get the run, ones with the correct filter, we'll be we'll be good. Um, From a, like a, a legit source. Yeah. Don't worry, guys. We're gonna be legit. <laughs> we'll Don't test worry. him on David first. Yeah. <laughs> test him on me. I'll sit back here on the pub pub back uh, the back patio here. I think that we could. We, I wonder if like you just get plain white ones. You know. And yeah, then and I think put, uh, apply. We could print them at work. I could print those at work. Yeah. Just run them. There's a machine. You just program. It has like a. It's like a CNC. Yeah. Just with ink. You know. So you just. We'll even sign them for you guys. Yeah, limited yeah. edition. That that's gonna be cool. It'll be the, hit eBay for like six thousand yeah, dollars The moment the memento for the event. Yeah, twenty twenty four. But yeah, moral of the story: definitely prepare in advance. And and with it being twenty twenty one already, um, we were well into our planning stages for twenty seventeen by now. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, it was three or four years where we were talking about it fairly regularly, and Most, even starting to yeah. look at. Yeah, routes and hotels and most of like where we knew we were gonna go, we we kind of had that like Kentucky area. We knew we were gonna kind of go down there, but most of the conversations happened uh, at uh, at the bar with uh, my dad and John and and you and yeah, it was just kind of like it, we had a basic idea. We didn't really sit down in the uh, the Eruk pub until probably I don't know two three weeks before. Yeah. Is when we had our meeting, official meeting. So that's what we'll have to do again for this upcoming one. But absolutely, yeah, we'll uh, ensure that we are. We will ensure and advise that we are well prepared for twenty twenty four. 
So and sure. Um, so if you're listening, yeah. uh, we we really hope that you're coming down to the eclipse. And if you are indeed, then definitely plan, especially what, if you yeah. have a family. What was that um, retweet that you did the other day? There's prior to the the total solar. Oh, the annular. Annular. Yeah. 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 What yeah. when is that? October of. 2023 yeah it's about a year in advance not quite i think like I'll, I'll look it up path too isn't it like it's it, coming down the other yeah, i think it's pretty it far southwest northwest okay. to southeast yeah i don't but think it we'll, is it's relatively close i mean not like in the grand scheme of things yeah i mean yeah it yeah it definitely crosses through the states it's just like, yeah it's um kind of crosses through maybe southern oregon but definitely northern california down and through you know colorado northern northeast tip of arizona and down into excuse me, Mexico, the crossing point looks to be like it would be around San Antonio area yeah. for the annular and the total. Not that that really matters, but the um, annular is October 14th, 2023. Yeah. So that that's the, they call it the ring of fire where the, the moon is of course not quite lined up where it's eclipsing the sun, but it's, it's close enough where visually it's just a very thin line around with the sun. It's something I haven't seen, but I'd love yeah. to see. Yeah. See, you don't want to take your glasses off for one of these folks. No, you don't want to do well, that. Well, it's no. probably similar to what I saw when you guys went to see the total because I was up here. We didn't get a full, but it was kind of, you got hazy. the partial. Yeah, yeah. It was a hazy kind of, you had, I think it was like even 98, 97% up here. Wasn't it? Or yeah. was it just, was it like I 95? Think it was like 90. Oh, was it 90? Yeah. Okay. But I mean, it was it was enough. You could tell there was a difference in the lighting, but it wasn't like it wasn't dim, really. Yeah. It was just it. It was like as if you had like uh, you know high cloud cover. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. This is the a picture of the annular. Yeah, that'd, that'd, be, that'd be crazy. It'd be cool. It's it's um unique enough because there's partials not frequently by any means, but you know more frequently of course than annulars or totals, and um to see it where it's it is lined up it's just mm. not quite eclipsing would be really cool um there's a, another cool one with a little That's bit more badass. flare yeah. you really see the sun you know of course in a total you're seeing the corona the light refracting around the moon but you're not actually seeing the physical sun itself right um and and that would be yeah yeah i mean on that's the coolest thing i think about the total is that you can when you're looking at it with your naked eye when it's in totality you can see all the like the corona like around like it's crazy you can see it just with your naked eye that's what makes it so eerie and so so cool to look at is just because all that detail that comes out mm-hmm. and you're just sitting you're like is that even real is yeah. it like did somebody just put that up there it's crazy but it looks like a portal into yeah. another world it does it looks like a like a, a, a black hole portal or something like that in the sky it's crazy but yeah like when it, it can you see in movies if like a sci-fi movie and they're you know in hyperspeed and they land in another planet and the sky like opens up yeah. and pop- it, it looks like that. Well, it's crazy. I know we've talked to, talked about it before, but like imagine being like living, you know, call it a thousand years ago and that happens. Yeah. You'd probably think it was like a portal yeah. to like the afterlife or something. Absolutely. I mean, you're just out you would have no field idea farming or whatever. Yeah. All of a sudden the sky just goes black and there's like this. The birds stop chirping. Yeah. Crickets. Yeah, I stopped cricketing. It's pretty crazy. Oh yeah, it's just it's crazy. It was weird because it was so hot that day too. That's the crazy thing. It was just so hot, and then it got actually like down in the 60s. I think. Yeah. You know, it, and that that's a that it's amazing how you know it's it was only two minutes forty seconds of uh, eclipse, but it got that cold that quickly that the yeah. sun is emitting that much energy right. every second. It's it's uh in our view, but pretty cool. 
2024 is going to be great. What else yeah. we got going in space news? Space has been active with uh, SpaceX as it has been for you know most of 2021. And um, last we spoke about SN9, which was the Starship Orbiter Iteration 9 prototype. And it didn't, you know, it came down a little more gracefully, but it crashed still pretty, or sorry, SN9 was a bigger crash actually than SN8. SN9 was a, a big. Yeah, SN8 was the somewhat graceful landing where it didn't quite make it, but it wasn't like a massive explosion. Yeah. SN9, big time explosion. And then SN10 uh, landed just fine. Somehow, some way, the there was an actual problem with the landing gear not deploying properly, the legs that kick out. But it just landed just right. Even it's that giant large silo shape, it stood up for quite a while. And then it it was a little bit tilting. And so obviously, um, they're like, we, we can't approach this thing. It right. could fall yeah. over and yeah. kill people. So they, did, they detonated. Oh, remote. they did trigger it? Yep. Okay. Yeah, they were about 12 minutes after it landed, um, just sitting there, kind of on a slight lean. They just hit the hit the uh, yeah. explode button and it just <laughs> freaking took one last <laughs> look at it and... Yep. it was that was actually kind of crazy like it, it get just, out your marshmallows kids boom it went it <laughs> yeah. jumped up it was high in the sky yeah. this thing is going to be insane when it when it's the when it's actually like the like the full yeah i call it the bfr still but the full starship when it's actually on the launch pad ready to go this thing is going to be crazy yeah i can't even fathom it's going to be wild i mean and and to that point, um, we, we noticed Elon tweeted just the other day, um, currently recording on March 19th, so some, somewhere, I think it was March 15th or 16th, where he s- submitted the first photo of the booster that we've seen. You know, we've seen a lot of renders and stuff, but in yeah. in their South Texas production facility, the booster stood, and it, it looks so cool. Yeah, that thing looks, it, and it, it's, it's you get like a scope of like how big it is because there's a guy on like an, a lift next to it, you know, doing something on the side of it, and it's the guy is like a little speck compared to this thing. It's crazy. Have you seen the uh, photo of but it? I think you showed it to me last night. I did, yeah. Pull it up again, though. I want to see yeah. it again. Yeah. Because I didn't get a good look at the guy. You get a feel of, of course, the silo aspect of the orbiter, you know, when, when yeah. you're looking at that. And then you see the booster, and you're like, oh, my. Is The booster's not like a dragon where it's going to land again, is it? It will. Oh, it will? Yeah. Oh. It will land again, because the idea is that they'll have the orbiter on top. They'll launch the whole unit. They will kind of detach the orbiter into low orbit, yeah. and then the booster will come back down. And the way that they're the the long term goal for the gantry is that the gantry will actually have a crane that lifts the orbiter up and sets it on top of the booster, and then they just it's like a reloading. Mm. Insane. So they're I, I don't know they actually are building the gantry now at the South Texas facility. I don't know if it's for the sole purpose of prototyping or if it's actually where they'll just make the the base for I would, starship i would i don't know like are, are they, they gonna launch it from cape canaveral i don't know i i would think they would i it would be they would i would hope they would yeah. i think just for them going when it when it launches it's gonna but, be amazing but, well we might all be going because we i mean 2023 could be a big year too not just 2024 truth here's the booster see the oh, guy on the on the little on the uh what do they call it? scaffolding yeah, yeah. It is insane, and he did tweet uh, as a reply to someone was asking, "Is this just, uh, you know, like what what are you going to be doing with this one, with the booster?" And he said, "Well, you know, it's our first physical iteration of the booster in its full form, 
Um, we won't be planning to launch the booster. It's, it's designed in its full weight and scale so that they can figure out how the hell they're going to get it out and move it around. Yeah. yeah. So, so this one's not equipped to launch, but then the second he, he did say, and this is where it's crazy. We're talking NASA versus SpaceX versus the United launch Alliance. He said the second iteration is going up. Anybody like, else would do like two or three or four. It seems like iterations yeah. where they're, it's not functional and they're just moving it around trying to figure it out. He's like, we'll figure it out the first time. Second time it's going up. Yeah. So, so theoretically Balls of steel. Yeah, that, that's a POFU right there. Yeah, it's the big time POFU. Yeah. And SN11, so the, the, the next iteration of Orbiter, is fully ready to go, and it's ready to launch. It's slightly different, isn't it? The I feel like the fins were a little bit different. Oh, they it. might, yeah. Yeah, they like they modified it a little bit. May have. I, I didn't read any uh, anything about it, but I'm sure, you know, obviously in this prototyping stage, yeah. they're, they're making adjustments as needed. And I'm sure yeah. a lot of the focus was on those legs. Yeah, yeah, the, the landing gear. Yeah. Now, what did we did did we install that? Last time? <laughs> did SN eleven get the stand down? <laughs> it really is like a kickstand. Yeah. It's I feel like the legs look even smaller in scale. That yeah, than, I mean, I'm sure if you're standing next to it, it's, oh yeah, it, it, they're they're really big. But just from afar, they it doesn't look, look like, like they're, they're. It looks like like little pig hoofs. Yeah, because they down. they're yeah. almost they're like flush with the the actual rocket when it's going up and then they just like pop out. Yeah. Whereas in the Falcon nine, they're like folded up. Yeah. You just then, can't imagine that it could possibly hold that big of a yeah. rocket. Cause no. you, on a scale basis, like the Falcon nine ones definitely appear to be a wider stance. Yeah. And that's a smaller rocket. So you're like, uh, but clearly they have a, I'm sure they have a, a plan, but. And this one's pretty top heavy, I would say. Yeah. It's, so. it's a massive, yeah. Massive orbit. You know, like it's not even the actual booster. Yeah. So yeah, more to come on that, but I mean that's really been the the watching that thing land, even yeah. though it didn't properly land, was not quite but a similar experience to watching like Falcon Heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, even like we were watching it, the like the stream, it, it didn't it looked like a uh CGI yeah like rendition of it or something yeah, like that. It, it didn't even look it like totally it totally looked real. like it was like yeah, like a rendition yeah. or like a yeah. yeah. Elon yeah. actually tweeted about it, like as like in jest, like as a joke about how it did look so crazy. They they had that one angle where it was coming down, and it looked like I think you know it was actually still pretty far in the sky, but yeah. the way the angle was made it look like it was close. Yeah, and you could see the little boost, the three little Raptor engines like adjusting autonomously to the conditions, and it just looked like Star Wars or something. And he tweeted about that um, because even in his eyes, he was like, holy shit, this looks like CGI. Yeah. And he made a joke about, you know, the simulation couldn't couldn't quite render this properly. Yeah. 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 (laughs) The simulation that we live in. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, So it was kind of funny to see him even make a comment about how crazy it looked. Um, Yeah. I love that about him is, you know, in even the Falcon Heavy launch, you'd think that somebody like him would be back behind the scenes like freaking out or whatever you know and i you know obviously in a day-to-day basis it's been pretty clear that he's really involved yeah yeah but then on the launch day for falcon heavy like he ran out and he just had his hands over his head like in awe like everyone else yeah like this actually worked and that's yeah that that makes him a little different the falcon heavy is just it's a it's a pretty badass piece of machinery i have to say Mm -hmm. i mean i kind of miss watching falcon heavy launches but yeah it was was, a short fairly short-lived cycle i mean it only launched like three times but every time the thing was great yeah i loved it the simultaneous landing of two 
boosters yeah. like when that happened live yeah. the first time they the first try they ever launched the falcon heavy they got it to work yeah it's insane and and the the awesome photos that uh our our friend brady took yeah brady keniston you know yeah from, we should from the vehicle assembly building you know one of the, one of the times i think he went he was on top of there i don't know yeah and he had remote cameras too yeah that was the first yeah. for the first one yeah. was the first one yeah. Yeah. yeah he got he got the photo that that one of yeah that's it's that the, was like the viral photo of it yeah yeah and it, like elon retweeted it and every like it yeah. was that was like the photo of of all three boosters just in full light just it was insane and we should we should connect with him again because um when we spoke with him that was in 20 early 2017 like february march 2017 and he has um risen to you know like being a pretty prominent rocket photographer now Mm -hmm. at that time i think he was still pretty new we've talked about this before but he was still like pretty new into he kind of was telling us on the podcast when we interviewed him episode seven by the way if you want to go way (laughs) back whoa he um he was saying that like professionally he does wedding photography and sports photography for the local high schools and stuff but he was kind of just starting to dabble yeah in the rocket stuff and then uh he that's that's like his thing now i mean he's yeah. known known for it there's a bunch of there's a community on twitter of those photographers that just always post the coolest photos he's a gifted uh guitarist too he is yeah if you follow him on the on the socials he uh yeah he can rock out on the electric pretty good the electric yeah. is yeah. like his thing he yeah. uh, he plays like like heavy stuff, like metal. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Cool Get dude. Some Brady. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a crazy time right now with the, with the starship progression. I just, even after, as soon as SN 10 landed, even though it, again, it didn't land perfectly. Elon was already SpaceX in general was like, yep. SN 11 is already built. It's ready to go. We're yeah. going to launch it like a month later. Yeah. I don't know how they do that. I mean, it's, money, but yeah, it's insane. They, they, yeah, the amount of engineering and just bre- the the brain power behind those projects isn't is wild. Yeah, I, I honestly I think I could you you could say pretty easily that it's like nothing that humanity has ever quite seen. No, I mean even going back to you know the Gemini, Apollo, you know programs like you're talking years of like testing and advancement and. And I just feel like it's going off at such a m- more rapid pace right now. Yeah, with their trials and and it, like you said, it's like every month there there's another new launch. Yeah, and they're the kind next, of, all the while they're launching Falcon 9s yeah. with Starlink, just like yeah, in the background routine. It's like every other week you see sixty more Starlinks released. Yeah, you know, it's just insane. I'll be flipping through Twitter in the morning and it's like, you know, tune in. You start SpaceX will tweet, tune into the like the live uh, webcam of the Falcon 9. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't even know. Like they're just yeah. they just launch them all the time. You, well, yeah. I was I was hopeful because I was down in Florida, just south of Cape Canaveral, last week. Yeah, I got yeah last week, and um, ran into a, a guy on the beach and we were talking because he had a, a daughter about the same age as mine, and he's a local. And he's like, oh yeah, have you have you seen a launch yet? I'm like, no, we like mistimed it. I think the next. I want to say it's either tomorrow or the 23rd is the next launch. Um, but I was like, yeah, we missed it with our timing and everything. I'm like, that's on my, my bucket list. Got to see. He's like, oh, man. He's like, during the day, it's cool. At night, coming out to the beach here, because we were like right on the beach um, on the, the east coast of Florida there. Mm-hmm. He's like, nighttime, you come out here. He's like, we'll just pack a cooler of beers, lawn chairs, and just chill and, you know, you don't have any idea when it's actually going to go off, but you're waiting there, waiting mm-hmm. there, and then all of a sudden you see it light. You know, it's 
I think it's like maybe 10 to 12 miles north of where we were. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like, you just see this glow on the horizon and then <laughs> this fucking dart going into space. Yeah. Yeah. Like he said, it was, it's, it's one of the coolest things about living down there. Just oh, absolutely you know, being able to witness yeah. it. Regularly. That would be cool to be a local. Yeah. Yeah. See that all the time. Even my good friend, Matt Belfler lives in Gainesville, which is pretty inland. You know, Gainesville is about as, I mean, it's pretty far West. It's probably an hour and a half west of there and he he can see him yeah he just like the glow you know yeah yeah uh from his backyard it's uh yeah something unique to the area no doubt you can you yeah. can definitely see um cape canaveral from where we were because it kind of it it goes it dips out into the atlantic a bit from <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like where we were it, it kind of dips inland or westward and then so yeah as even at night when you're out there you can see lights kind of out on a point mm-hmm. out yeah. there in Cape Canaveral. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was cool. And then you get closer and you just see the VAB. Yeah. Just it's yeah. you can see it from so far away. It's yeah. it's it's such an impressive building. Just a massive white cube in the distance. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. it's crazy. But um I think are we out of cold IPA? We are. But I let you should talk more about your trip. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's always fun to yeah. talk about Kennedy. But yeah. we'll, we'll uh, fill up on our beer here. Ecliptic has yet another uh, IPA offering for us in the second half. And uh, we'll, we'll crack that one and be back with you in a few. Cheers. Yep. Cheers. Welcome back to the second half, episode 42. Nathan's cracking it, Oberon. Oberon. Welcome back. It is... Uh, the taste of summer. <clears throat> yeah, the warm yep. weather beer. If yep. Bells could... Uh, I'm sure the taste of summer slogan is probably taken by somebody. But if Bells could have that, that would be for this beer. I thought they had sure. that. I thought they, that was a, maybe a they thing, did. maybe. Maybe I don't they know. Do. I don't maybe know. I, I wrong. would I'd assume that it was like summer shandy or something. I don't know. Yeah. Something, somebody else that was One bigger. fucking seltzers. Yeah. No, the seltzer. no offense, Ecliptic, if you're thinking about doing a... A seltzer. Well, so, yeah, like the craft seltzers, some of them are actually good. Yeah. They taste like a beer. But yeah, like the mainstream seltzers, it's such a weird uh, trend mm. in the like it's, it's uh, in like the drinking. A new category has been born. You know, it's basically taking a mixed drink and canning it. Kind of. Oh, well, kind of. Yeah, everybody's jumping on the bandwagon there. They do have yeah. the mixed drink can well, you, you too can get, now. Yeah, though. you can get mules and you can get... Um, gin and tonics. Yeah, gin and tonics. I think you can get Kahlua and cream too. Yeah. And it, uh, those are actually kind of convenient, like the New Holland ones, the gin and tonics that are in the 12-ounce can. They're good. Yeah. And it just is like, all right, cool. Um, but, yeah, the seltzer thing is a, is an interesting trend. But there are some craft <coughs> beer. I mean, you know, Founders has one. Yeah. Perrin has one. They're not uh, They're not low ABV either. Like, that's the... That's yeah, the, it's like uh, a beer. You I've can never get, had one. Yeah, I mean, you can get uh, yourself in trouble quick because mm-hmm. it's like you're drinking, you know, basically like a sparkling water yeah but it's the abv yeah. of a beer if not a little bit more yeah so okay. it's like you can um i mean there there are some that are a little bit more like you know seven percent or yeah. something like that and if you have a you know handful of those you're whoo 
You're going way. to yeah. So yeah, hopefully Heading seltzers have not stolen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hopefully yeah. they're you're going to be orbiting soon, but hopefully uh, they have not stolen that. But yeah, that that would be the slogan. If if it's not already, maybe it is. But yeah, taste of summer, Oberon. Yeah. Or but, that could be our slogan for our beer. It could be. Yeah. The taste of summer. Or it's like a taste stout. of totality. <laughs> yeah. Speaking yeah. of beers, what do we got yeah. from Ecliptic? From yeah. Ecliptic, the uh, what's the readout there, David? Well. <clears throat> We have here the uh, Vega IPA number 10. Vega IPA number 10 features Southern Hemisphere hops and grapefruit puree. With a super juicy body, this hazy IPA has notes of tropical fruit complemented by grapefruit. Vega IPA number 10 finishes super smooth with subtle flavors of orange, citrus, and white wine. ABV 6.5%. IBU 45 the Vegas haven't disappointed me yet. So. No, the Vegas have all been good, and we've been lucky enough to try most of them. This is number ten. Yeah, this we've done a, like five through ten now, haven't we? We no, we've done. We've had one for sure, and then I know we've had four. I don't know if we missed the middle three. Yeah, but um, the cool thing is now they have the the can is fully printed with that logo, yeah. and then they just that little sticker on the outside. That's like the stamp of like that's number ten or oh, that's okay. number eleven. It's cool. It's a cool like idea. Crack that Good stuff. Real tasty. Ooh, hanging it on the edge. <laughs> that was a solid that crack. Was a good crack. It was a really good. <laughs> it was a very fill it up. That could be the best crack ever. Don't know. A very fill cinematic that is cracking thusted. of the beer. I like the color. Ooh, yeah. Because yeah. all of these have been fairly hazy. The uh, Vegas. Get you some Vega right here. The Vega series has to be like one of the coolest series of space beer, you know, that that's ever been a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. The other one that comes to mind, speaking of, we were talking about Bells earlier, was when Bells did the, uh, they sync, they synced it up with that. Um, there was an orchestra musical thing. Here, cheers. 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 Vega number 10. Vega number 10. Thank you. Thank you. Ooh, yeah. I like it. Oh, that's actually, right up my alley. It's actually kind of similar to Oberon. Very citrusy. I was gonna say it's very citrusy. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a it's a hazy IPA for sure, but it tastes like orange. Yeah. Um. Really good. Well, there's certain years I feel like of Oberon that are more orange than others. Yep. Last year was more of just like a kind of a wheat Real, beer with a yeah. tint yeah. of uh, yeah. orange. This is this year's is much more fruited. Yeah. Um. But yeah, speaking of bells, that when we were talking about space series, you know, Vega is such a cool thing. Like all these different IPAs, they're all experimental IPAs with different hops and stuff, and all themed after the Vega star. Bells had one back in it was when I was living in Kalamazoo, so it had to have been twenty thirteen or fourteen, probably ish, maybe twenty fifteen. But Bells did a, a series, and each each beer was completely different. It wasn't a similar similar series of IPAs, stouts, anything. But each one was a different planet. The oh, planet okay. series. Yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so yeah. the Mars IPA, that one happened to be like a red IPA. That's right. Yeah. Like Red's Rye. Yeah, yeah it was very, very good. about... Yeah, those those were great. Yeah, yeah I still have we, a couple Neptunes in yeah. my cellar. Mm. Those are so good. Yeah, I don't... Have you had any of those? No. We've had a couple Neptunes on the podcast, but it's... The Neptune was good, too. It was a black IPA, um, or like a black ale. And it has, you read off the list, it's insane. They like the, you know, on the front where it says brewed with blah, blah, blah. It's yeah. like a paragraph. 
Damn. It has, and it has like star anise and like, th- you know, things like you'd be like, oh, is this gross black licorice flavor? Yeah. Yeah. It's good, really good. And it, and it was a beer that I had it fresh on tap and it was pretty strong. Like, ooh, that's a lot, but it was good. And then in uh, bottles, I've just kept it. I bought a six pack in 2014 or whenever it came out, 2015, and I've just aged it. I put a wax seal on the top and we've had a couple of them and it really mellowed out. Yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah. Very good. Nom, nom, nom. Yeah. We should start like pooling all of our, our good space beers mm-hmm. um, for totality 2024. Yeah. yeah. Good call. Because it's, yeah, they, they usually it seems like the space rather, beers. Rather than sitting around drinking Coors Light, like well, be cool to just like crack these specialty ones open mm-hmm. while we wait. We can live record too. It was like 95 degrees. That's why. I mean, that's why we went (laughs) to. uh, And we started driving at 9 a.m. Yeah. And it was 9 a.m. So we're like, but that would be cool. But we're going to have a bigger crowd. Yeah. Yeah. And for after too. Like, so for example, for after, I do have in a a totality original label version. Oh, that is. Full fifth. Oh, my God. Yeah. I've got the full fifth, you, so the, that's twenty twenty four. The thing only. that makes it is the original label on yeah. that one because the they they do have a new one. Yep, and that's the, yeah, yeah. N- not a partner, but shout out to Casey Jones Distillery in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, where we saw totality in twenty seventeen. In um, preparation for that event, they made a they make you know moonshine type spirits, so they made a um, totality moonshine, and in, in, you know in the twenty seven in the spirit of twenty seventeen, and they've kept it as a mainstay. Yeah. But as David alluded to, they have now updated their label and their design. So it's a straight up bottle. It's not the old school fifth, you know, the curved bottle. It's just straight up bottle with a very simplistic logo, very cool logo with the eclipse and all that. But it's yeah. more artistic. Whereas the original label is literally a picture of a moonshiner, like chugging moonshine. And in the background is just totality. And it's <laughs> which is amazing. It's the best. So I have a full fifth. Yeah. I've not cracked it. It's for 2024. Yeah. It's got dust on it. Yeah, it does. Getting all aged and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Does moonshine age? I don't think it no, does. No, no. But it, it is, it's older. It is older. But yeah, so yeah. in the second half of the totality that year, we, we just cracked, we had a pint of it then. And between, uh, I don't think John had any because he was feeling a little rusty from the night before. Yeah, but I don't think, well, he, he yeah, might have he, as a cheers. But I think we made him do it. The majority of that pint yeah. was... Uh, consumed by myself you david and race chaser dad and it was pretty good i mean it was amazing we it was a, polished that we off polished it. we mixed it with some coke yeah but to your point we could do space beers in the second half you know well, i i had um of of the totality yeah with I, a custom label i sent you guys while i was in florida because i found that a lot of the florida beers are space themed um at one of the liquor stores there by florida Hang on a second. Let me zoom in. You should have gotten some like soil from the Cape and then brought it back. We could put it into our beer. Or grow your hops in the soil from the Cape. Yeah. Born from Pad 39A. You might grow a Um, a tail. (laughs) Florida Florida Beer Company, Giant Leap, Cole Style Ale. Yeah, that one was sweet. Yeah. I didn't get that because there was only like two days left in the smallest. What was that? 12 pack. Yeah. Too many beers. Not not enough time. But then... um, Bentwater Brewing Company had a blast off anniversary IPA and um, Captain Brewing or Captain Lawrence Brewing Company had Interstellar Fog Northeast IPA. That was a really good one. Um, it was a, uh, let me read. The, yeah. Dry hopped with Sabro and Bra- Sabro Bravo and Citra hops. The, yeah, the, the Bentwater one, I don't recall what was in it. 
it was more more of like a traditional mm-hmm. IPA, and nice. the the um, the Interstellar Fog was like a heavy, yeah, get you done, yeah, hazy IPA. IPA, yeah. But yeah, like I was amazed at how many Florida it's awesome brewers were all space themed. It does make sense well, that yeah. you know being in that area, but but yeah, yeah, that's actually a good segue into your trip because you kind of we started chatting about it a little oh, bit yeah. in the first half, but you didn't uh, fully divulge. <clears throat> yeah. So we we just went down to Florida for a couple, well, for ten days or whatever. Um, my in laws had rented a place for the month, so it was like twenty miles south of Cape Canaveral, or twenty miles south of Kennedy Space Center, which actually isn't that close to Cape Canaveral. I found come to find out. Yeah, but it's it's like in the distance, but yeah. it's not like it's on the you're right facility. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's on so, the same point. But yeah, but anyhow, you know, when I mentioned to you guys that I was going there. You told me, oh, you got to get over to Kennedy. Yeah. And I looked up. I was like, oh, it's only like a half an hour drive. So we took my daughter and uh, my wife, and it was it was awesome. Favorite part, hands down, was the Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Presentation. Kind of museum presentation. Yeah. So as you walk in the doors, it's, it's the two rocket boosters and then the fuel cell. And then you go in. You do like... The first room you go into, they do a film about kind of the genesis of of the shuttle and the idea of multi-use space vehicles. Yeah, post-Apollo. Right. Yeah. Um, and so they, they kind of do a play on that or a movie type thing. And then you go into another room. It's kind of like a tunnel room. And it's kind of a um, wraparound, like IMAX type experience where it's like you're seeing stuff go by you over your head and everything. And at the end of the presentation, it's all about, you know, the, the shuttle. At the end of the presentation, the back wall that you're looking at, that they're presenting on, it starts going up, and you see the silhouette of Atlantis. And you're like, oh, that's cool. You know, it's kind of like this dimmed-out picture of it. Well, it turns out that's just a screen, and you're actually looking at Atlantis behind the screen. So the legit, then, yeah. Yeah, so then they wrap up the, the little show, and they raise the screen, and you're, you walk into this giant like warehouse and there's the atlantis shuttle yeah it's so cool so cool the way they have it positioned hanging from the ceiling kind of on an angle and then the Mm -hmm. the bay is open you could see the canadian arm and all that it's just cool that's cool they they really do a good job and that i think was i don't know how recent but it was a relatively newish exhibit like that they like added on to the building and they did this whole thing yeah it's definitely a newer building i mean it's definitely new as in post space shuttle retirement which was in 2011 so it's i mean probably five years old yeah maybe. it's it's yeah. somewhat newish yeah um and yeah it's amazing and then the, i was um, telling nathan and I, you said you couldn't do the um simulator yeah but it, was it was just, just too long of a line and super long Mila. line and, and my my daughter wouldn't have been able to handle it yeah it's, it's intense and yeah. but when i was there it was like a wednesday mm-hmm. and it was about to close kind of and you but you get in this shuttle simulator and I just pictured that it would be like a Disney World or like one of those VR things at a carnival. Like you just hop in and they play a video and they kind of move it around in conjunction with the video and you feel like you're moving. It was like a full-blown thing. Like they had this orientation for it where you buckle in in the proper fashion and they come around and check your buckles. And then they, they play a video in front of your eyes. But while it's happening, like the whole thing lifts up in a 90-degree angle. So you're up in the position the space shuttle would go and then as in conjunction with the video as it launches it rumbles like crazy 
and then you feel the G's on your face. I don't really? know. I don't know how they do it, but you feel it like pulling on your eyes, like you know. Huh. It's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. And so yeah, we yeah. left the um the simulator, and I was like, man, that was actually I kind of thought that it was free, so it was something we did because we're thinking we'll just hit all the things and you know see what this is. I wouldn't pay for it, whatever. But but then I left it. And I was like, that was legit. That was actually really cool. Yeah. It's an amazing place. They, in the Hall of Fame exhibit. The Hall of Fame so, exhibit was really cool. It's they, so classy, too. It's like yeah. the... Is that separate from the actual building? So it's, all, just, it's all these different buildings oh, that are okay. across the way. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Separated by the Rocket Garden. So the yeah. main facility and then the Hall of Fame is like next to the Rocket Garden. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the, the Hall of Fame facility was kind of similar. It it was part of like the tour of the, the museum but you go into this room that's kind of like a set up kind of like a um, outdoor uh, eight or not like outdoor concert type place. Like, yeah. Yeah. But it, it's, it's got, again, got the wraparound screens and everything. Well, then they do a shuttle launch. And um, as the shuttle takes off, you get this blast of air. Like all oh, of a yeah. sudden the, the fans turn on or whatever. You get this blast of air at you as it goes by you. It's so it was a it was an intense. Uh, my daughter was starting to get a little bit panicked. Yeah. panicked about it, but yeah, it was an intense, really cool. I mean, that's cool. You, know, you get the the sounds. It's not like being in a, a simulator like yeah. what you did, but, but it's it, yeah, <laughs> it's like the way that they interact. They they engage like multimedia. They've got stuff in front of you that's right. real, like the screen thing you were describing, or like they've got this video, but they interject this reality to it. That's like the uh, Gemini capsule in the hall of fame there's a piece of like glass in front of it it's the actual capsule that gene cernan did the first spacewalk in and um it shows it and there's like you can look right into it and all that and then you go behind the plexiglass or the glass or whatever and then you press a button and it projects a video onto the glass that you can see and then in the background it's like interacting with the real oh yeah capsule so you see that was when he got tangled in his tether Yeah. yeah and you see him like you know, floating around trying to get out of the tether. And then they were describing like, oh, this was the mission that we realized that we started to have to put out, you know, exterior handholds yeah. on the on the capsules yeah. for people to get back in. And that's how they figured it out. So yeah, kudos to Gene Cernan, by the way. Yeah. Badass. Yeah. But, um, Badass man. <laughs> he somehow got his way back in there with no handholds. Can you imagine? You're yeah. floating out and you're tangled in a tether and you can't, there's, it's a smooth surf. Like it's, yeah. What do yeah. you, you can't, oh my yeah, God. I mean, that, that's, uh, I mean, that is why, like, that, that's the crazy thing is to me, like, they built that thing and they didn't think, okay, they, they well, they thought, okay, well, we're going to do a, a, you know, EVA suit and we're going to go out and we're going to go outside the capsule and all this kind of stuff. They didn't think, like, wait a second, they're going to be tethered, but how, how the hell do they get back to the, you know, capsule? Yeah. I mean, yeah, because yeah, the tether, they, other than you, having you know, to pull the yeah, tether, just, but they probably didn't want to. Yeah. Put a lot of stress on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like they so. didn't quite consider it. But yeah, so that, back to the Hall of Fame. It's just cool the way that they've thought. It's well thought out museum. You know, sometimes you walk through a museum and it's like the first little bit's cool and then it's like so repetitive and you're like, okay. Yeah. The whole I, way I, through this I kinda, was awesome. It's, everything is a little different. They project things. It's so cool. Full yeah. scale full scale model of the um, Hubble telescope. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, I mean, they, they had the, Saturn V. Yep, the other yeah, Gemini the Saturn V on the ground, a uh, bunch, a bunch of yeah. You can you can sit inside the Mercury capsule. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's so small. It's in like yeah, John an Glenn actual and, Mercury capsule. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's got sit, like a, a plastic seat in it now, but like yeah, you sit inside it. And you're and like, like it was like so Mila small. and I, and we were like, 
hunched in like this. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, like, you can go back and click a video, and it shows John Glenn getting in it, and they, it, it kind of, like, like, wow, that was, it was tight in there. He's yeah. just yeah. at the top of, like, a intercontinental missile. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the crazy thing, like, just talking about, you know, SpaceX and all that, and how they're kicking out boosters left and right. I mean, back then, like, they were literally just taking a missile. They're like, yeah. all right, here, let's start with this, and let's just put a capsule on top of it. Yeah. And then let's just put, like, two people in it and see if it works. The Redstone yeah. booster for... It's crazy. For, that, it was Redstone, right, for Mercury? Yeah. Uh, Redstone was, a, like, a ballistics company. Yeah. Like the, I mean, the engineering Making behind... warheads. Yeah. The engineering behind the booster for yeah. that was originally based in weapons. Yeah, and then, <clears throat> I guess, you know, to to bring it all back to like the, the things that we can see today, like you go to the Cape and you, you take a tour and you can sit in one and you, you look at it and you're like, holy shit, this is like, this is tiny number one. And then number two, like everything in it, like mm-hmm. technology wise is, is like ancient. ancient. Now. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's the thing, like even, you know, walking through Smithsonian, um, you know, you know, probably a, about almost uh, nine years ago. Now I went back, and went to DC with my friends and we went through the Smithsonian and we first thing you see is the Apollo 11 capsule and like looking at all those little things you're like oh my god like first off like I mean you're looking at through a you know, plastic screen you can't you can't even believe that two dudes can sit in there yeah. yeah and then let alone just like the buttons and all the dials and everything you're looking at in there you're like oh man it's crazy it's absolutely wild. And, and the thing, too, that was cool in the Hall of Fame um, exhibit at Kennedy Space Center down at the Cape is um, I, you guys had to have walked by it, but they have an exact replica, like scale to scale, of the um, like command center, ground zero, so, you know, like where they're controlling everything for the John Glenn Mercury mission. Yeah. And so it's like, it's kind of cool. Like you're looking, you can't walk down in it, but you can look over it and it's got, you know, the, all the seats and stuff and the tables and, yeah. and then they play a video of on the screen of what those guys would be looking at of the John Glenn first, you know, orbit. And it's just cool. Like they do like the roar of all the, did you guys see that? Yeah. The replica yeah. of the, um, awesome. yeah, the Capcom and all that. Yeah. It, it, they just do a good job with like presenting something that is real or either either is very real or it is a replica they recreate it recreate it physically exactly how it was yeah, yeah and then project the real like the real video over did, top and, do they have like a so do you did you see like a, a replica of like a 1960s mission control room then yeah. mm. oh, i got it i actually just looked oh, man. i was looking through my yeah, I see it's, it. I it's, that's what i was trying to yeah, say is okay. like it's like the it wasn't the apollo one it's the mercury oh, one okay yeah okay it's for john glenn well, still i mean yeah yeah that's cool yeah, the two. Just, I think the they two. have an Apollo one somewhere, though. Yeah, I don't. I think it's in Huntsville, maybe. Yeah. Um, the museum there. I I, I can't say for sure. I think sure, there is one. Like, there's some somebody has one that it's like a full like. Yeah, Apollo replica. Apollo replica. Uh, just make mission that, control. Make that your basement. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I did take the liberty of taking a photo since it was topic on one of the podcasts. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, oh. It was like thirty-eight something. Yeah. We talked about how they. It's shit a big in toilet. Space. Yeah. Tiny seat, but uh, big tank below. Yeah, in a suction. Yes. Keep everything down. <laughs> and foot tethers. <laughs> it's it's very, from floating away. I need, well, I need those already. It is so. a very inten- <laughs> intense looking um, piece of furniture. Yes. <laughs> for for um, evacuating. It looks like a weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
but we we discussed that on yeah episode what was it 37 38 yeah we did that was a that was great that was such a fun one yeah yeah Yeah, but yeah well so i i did want to talk about this this thing that we we actually we shared a photo on our story on instagram Mm -hmm. when this occurred but the dear moon mission is taking applications yeah we yeah and so we all applied but think about the fact that we need to go down we we knew we do need to go to adult space camp and really because we could all three be recruited for this you don't know we have could. you fi- finished the second part of the application i have no, not i have and not it's due on sunday yeah yeah we gotta do that um but one of the things i i pulled up the page and they look for like how many followers you have and i saw that too yeah yeah i think it, I, th- I don't like know if my odds. I, I don't know if they're looking for originally the dear me fifty. Yeah, the, Eclipse on Tap. Twelve, and they're all my family. Eclipse on Tap has like less than two hundred, so still not anywhere near what some of the people applying have. But like, I think about that the everyday astronaut guy. You yeah, know, he's got like several million followers and well, all that. This. That's see, and and that's something like with uh, with the NASA social, they ask you that same thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's like they want to promote it on social media and all this kind of stuff. Um, but I'm surprised that they have that on there. I didn't even look at that part. Yeah, they do. But And it's for the same reason. Yeah. There, there's a point where, because Yuzaka Maizewa, the guy that bought the seats, he bought all the seats for the Starship mission. And then the whole Dear Moon thing is not anything to do with SpaceX. That's all his own thing. Yeah. And originally he wanted to bring up, he's a fashion designer, billionaire in Japan and wanted to bring up a bunch of other kind of creative minds, artists, fellow fashion designers, musicians, whatever, because he, he, in his mission was kind of cool. You know, he's, he, his reference was what if, what if John Lennon could have been on an Apollo mission and have seen the, the earth from that view? Like what, what kind of song would, yeah, he, what, what, what would have that inspired? Yeah. He would have written the song of the, you know, of that's just known for all time, all yeah. time best hit. So, so that's his whole mission and he just bought all the seats out. But now as it's progressed, it's turned into a bit more of a social media thing. And when I started to fill out the second part and it said like, are, do you follow Yuzaka Maizewa? And I was like, yeah, I do. And then do you follow whatever, like his clothing line essentially? Mm. And you, I don't, but, but then they're asking for followers cause they, that's, I think it's ultimately a bit yeah. of a plug for his clothing yeah. line, yeah. Um, which is fine. I mean, I, I think his mission is still sound. It's pretty cool what he's doing, but, and so if he wants to kind of backfill it with advertising, uh, what, I don't know, but this moon mission brought to you by Wranglers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch. He is the Wranglers designer. It, but it, but I did notice that the, the, it yeah. asks you how many Twitter followers, Instagram followers, Facebook friends, or all the, they they, they want to see exposure when you're if yeah. you're selected. Well, well, if you're selected, you're gonna, you know, whatever you've got, multiply it by a million. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you're you're the fir- one of the first civilian. I think there's been a civilian or two that has gone up to the ISS. Yeah. One, I think. One maybe. Yeah. But female. Yeah. Yeah, and she and she was still. I I, I want to say, don't take my word for it here, but I want to say she was still somehow plugged in, like she was doing some research or something. Okay. Still, like, still she, knew what to expect. Yeah, kind of deal. I think you know yeah. she was a civilian yeah. technically, but she was like a professor somewhere yeah, and like yeah. was gonna get I don't know, data or something. I but in regard to, um, 
She was a Snapchat developer. <laughs> yeah, she was a uh, Instagrammer. Yeah, um, she's a. That's what I hope it doesn't turn into. Yeah, is a social media inf- because influencer. That's, that's actually scary because they're some of those like chicks doing mirror selfies have like three hundred thousand followers. Yeah, it, it's that's actually I mean, pretty scary. But. So so if it turns into this social media, I mean, I, I'm sure. Like I picture the the type of people that might get selected. It's going to be worldwide, but if it's from the U.S., it'd be the kind of guy like Everyday Astronaut where he's he's like bringing the whole space, everything about space like down to his, that's his slogan. I'm bringing space down to earth. Like he just makes it fun and like, it, or the dust or Dustin guy from yeah. Smarter, uh, Every Smarter Day. Every Day. Like, I would, lo- I actually want him to go. I think that he would be awesome on it. He would so, be per- he'd be great. But that's the kind of person I think that's why, you know, because they have a huge following that guy is a genius. I mean, he he's an engineering mastermind, but he also has the ability to manage really a show um, and bring pretty advanced physics and stuff down to well, in a, in really interesting applications that as like a layman, we like we watch, I watch YouTube video and I'm like, oh that that's really cool. Like I would have never known that those physics like how that that's how yeah. how physics interacts. It's pretty crazy. So you should go on Smarter Every Day yeah. on YouTube. This guy's pretty cool. He's, he does a lot of cool he stuff. He does a cool uh, Total Eclipse one too to get, you know, just to, as a as a prep, you know, it just makes me, it brings me back in time every time yeah. I watch his videos because he's got a really cool one where it's like home video. They're, they're in the eclipse um, and, it, and they're in a very, very, very like quiet area. And uh, I believe he was with. He's the guy that was with the, the at the on the farmer's property. Yeah, and uh, they're in the, basically the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. and they're on some dude's property. And they they actually caught footage of the station going in front of the sun before the eclipse. before the eclipse. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. they got like it. It's like an eclipse of the station going across the sun. But it, it was pretty oh, cool. Damn. Pretty cool. But he's he's just it's a great channel and he's got all sorts of cool stuff and he does like it's even like for for like watching with kids and stuff like if if they want to watch if they're getting into that kind of thing he he brings it down to like a i would say a kid-friendly level like he built a uh, air cannon like a like a potato gun essentially but like insane that launches baseballs at mach one oh yeah the it's, it, off and he, he, yeah. he films it at, in like in super slow super mo. Slow mo. So, and, and you can see like the, the yeah. it's it's cool. He's got got a great channel. Big plug to Destin oh. at Smarter Every Day. Yeah. He'd be all someone right. we we used to talk about. We, we should get him an interview. On it's the all podcast. on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. And, okay. and another cool one is he does this little like side thing, but it's like part of the same channel. It's um, the uh, Sound Traveler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the and Sound Traveler. Yeah. That, those are really cool too. But you have to have like, I mean, it it's recommended you have you know 3D headphones on. Mm-hmm. But if you just have like even on TV, it, it it's pretty cool. Yeah, but, he's he's essentially gone around to different places and recorded what you hear in your ears as 3D audio. It's fully surround sound. It's not just like a couple speakers in the back, couple speakers in the front. It's surround sound in its purest form. Yeah. And a really high quality audio, and he does the Falcon. The best one's the Falcon Heavy launch, yeah. and the 4K, yeah. ultra high def audio with good headphones. It's it's insane. One but. of the first ones that pops up on his are the top five sonic booms caught on video, and it's like this jet with this massive orb of yeah. smoke behind it. Yeah, yeah. The, all the water vapor just like when it's breaking the speed of sound there it's it's a great great rabbit hole to get down on his uh his channel yeah he, to, he's got a bunch of fun stuff, and he collabs with people like 
There was one where they were trying to, the, the other guy's Mark Rober. He's another popular YouTuber that's kind of into the science and sp- physics and space and all that. He was a former NASA engineer that worked on the Curiosity rover. Oh, yeah. And then he just eventually, you know, after the rover, I think I'm assuming after the rover made it there, he was kind of like, I'm ready to move on to something different. Hmm. And he just started a YouTube channel (laughs) and does like these crazy physics videos and stuff. But he collabed with Destin and they built a golf club that had um, a bunch of rockets on the back of the driver. (laughs) And then they put it on a spindle and they just like, they they fire off the rockets. They had this special thing that popped the golf ball up out of the ground. So the the thing was just like, they launched the rockets just going insane. And then it just, it launched the golf ball. Like how many times the record? I don't know, but just, it was, it was cool. That's the kind of stuff he does. Yeah. That's insane. I'm just scrolling through like the channel right here. It's just a bunch of crazy stuff on here. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's the Check kind of guy. Out. He's the kind of guy though that's going to get selected to go. And I hope he goes. I mean, I know he has a wife and kids and stuff, but he would be Come such on, a do great it for us, man. He'd have such a he'd be such a great ambassador for really I think if he's going to if if Yuzaka Maizawa is going to select, you know, two people from Japan, two people from India, I don't know what he's going to do. But if 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 there was a somebody from the US that should do it that happens to be really big on social media but still is a really like genuine person it seems and does a lot of cool things for like the community and science and all that it should be destined i think all right yeah well here here's the question like because i was sitting down with the race chaser and i told him that we had signed up and he was just his first thought was well what'd you do now (laughs) but (laughs) my 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 thing is okay so you're sitting here today yeah. The deadline, say say this is this questionnaire is just like they're going to pick somebody. They're going to pick eight people from the best questionnaire that they have here. They're not telling us this right now. We wake up, okay, deadline's Sunday. Wake up on, you know, say next Wednesday, and they make the announcement. You get picked. What do you do at that point? You're like, you're, you're, they're, you're like, I mean, obviously you need more details from them yeah. as far as like what the next steps are, but... You've been selected. You've been selected. You're going to go around the moon. What do you I think do? As soon as I opened the email, I'd probably go After vomit. I clean up all the shit in my pants. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would actually get, I'd feel like that's such a sinking feeling of excitement and fear and everything combined and just feel sick. I'd be like, oh my God, what? And then once I came to, I think I would really evaluate it. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I would do this. Yeah, I think so. I think I'd do it. But I'd also be like, okay, I need to go like start like doing some push ups and like I need the, I need to get ready to go. I'm 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 gonna head up on a rocket, man. Like I mean, the thing I will man. say is like having visited Kennedy and walking through that rocket garden and looking up at some of the like the early capsules and basically how like primitive it is now looking at it. There's no way in hell I would ever get in one of those. But you look at like the technology now that we're talking about with with SpaceX, with everything that's going on, and I think I would have a much much higher probability of like actually going through with it because yeah. it feels like yes, there are there's there's always going to be a huge risk to it, but compared to what those guys dealt with or what they took on, oh yeah, it's, I mean, it, like, I mean. Some of these capsules that we were looking at, I mean, it's it's literally like a f- fucking tin can 
strapped to a rocket. Yeah, it was yeah. it was so ridiculous how how primitive it was. Like the the lunar module uh, sidewall was like basically as thin as tin foil. Yeah, you know, like a few sheets of tin foil, pretty mm-hmm. much. You know, yeah, very that's thin. the kind of stuff that they were they were flying in. You know, yeah, it's wild, wild to think about. But to yeah. your point, yeah, I think it's like nowadays with the technology we've seen. SpaceX is capable of producing yeah. on a on a big scale and in front of the world, you know, with all of the things they've done with humans. I think I'd feel pretty comfortable. I think I would, yeah. Because I mean, even Dragon, you know, NASA signed a contract and said we trust you. Like as a third, like that was a ama- that's a groundbreaking move. I know I know NASA has always had contractors. Yeah. But a specific rocket building company well, to launch their astronauts. They're, they're at a different level of like con- they're not even a contractor. They're they're their own entity. But technically, like in paper, yeah, you know, yeah, it, it, yeah. But it's not like oh, we're getting like these bolts from no, yeah. Know. They're making all of it. And, and but back in no. the, like <laughs> for like the space shuttle, it's like you know a contractor for the O rings on the boosters or the contractor for the you know the paneling or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. But. But yes, but you're exactly right. SpaceX is its own thing. So it's mm-hmm. it was like such a groundbreaking thing. And to to see what he's been, Elon and SpaceX has been capable of achieving now with NASA human, human astronauts going up. In such a short well, period of yeah. time. In fairness, though, I think the the alternate option of the Soyuz rocket is pretty terrible. Oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah. I think. Yeah, that thing is, that's that's dated. You oh, know, it's yeah. old school. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would. I think NASA probably waited till SpaceX was consistently, ro- you know, launching rockets, yeah, safely returning them back, mm-hmm. um, and then obviously a few tests of the the, the Dragon capsule. Yep. They were they were like, okay, you guys are okay. It's, this is better than the our, our uh, alternative here, and we're willing to take a. I mean, it was a, a big step, obviously, for them because they've been taking the Soyuz for so long. So it was a big step to like make a change, but I think in the long run they were they were looking at that like okay this is not a joke this isn't you know some kind of fluke you guys are are legit and you're gonna be here for a while and you can actually do it you know yeah they had the right pieces in place and to see what they've been able to achieve I I think that that as a result and you know, yeah it's been weird to see like I can't we've said before I cannot imagine being Yuzakamaze while watching the Starship Orbiter crash down on these test flights, but that's just part of the process. And, um, I think all that I'd be pretty, I'd, I don't, I, I think comfortable would be a stretch, but I would be willing to do it for sure. I'm in the same boat. I would, I think like the, the risk is high, but not, a, not, as we said, not nearly as high as it ever was. And, um, it would just be the greatest achievement. Oh my God. No, oh, I'd be, I mean, it's literally a, Apollo eight type situation. Mm-hmm. You're doing a, a, a couple uh, laps around the moon. You're a little bit higher altitude than mm-hmm. they were. Yeah. I think I think you almost have to look at it like I'm. I'm sure a lot of astronauts probably look at it as even if I die, I got to experience something that no other humans, other than like a handful, have ever mm-hmm. experienced. Yeah. So kiss yeah. my ass. And, and and especially if even if you narrow it down, um. I'm seeing something in, as you said, a similar Apollo 8 mission. It's kind of the uh, the figure eight uh, shape, yo-yoing around the moon and coming back. That's what this Dear Moon mission is set to do. It's not going to land on the moon, but it's going to see it as close as ever. 
And um, what what I think about is you narrow it down to just the small number of individuals who have either, you know, of course, either been on the moon or seen the moon that close. Because even the ISS astronauts and the majority of astronauts have not seen the moon in that fashion. Right. And, and you mm. would... So you're essentially like the last man on the moon, Gene Cernan. He's the last person to have seen the moon like that. Yeah. And then like, I'm going to be the next one. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's well, where like, yeah, your name is in history books. Yeah. Well, that's where it's like, you gotta, you, you gotta be careful on who you pick because I mean, if it were me, even if I was like, okay, I'm going to go like, of course you're shitting your pants. Cause you're like on the rocket going, okay, I'm actually, this is actually going to happen. Then you get to a point where you're you're halfway between Earth and the moon and you're looking back and I feel like there's gonna be somebody that's gonna freak the freak out a little bit. Like yeah. you know, almost like a oh crap. Well like it, it's like, you know, people like who get anxiety on airplanes. Start swimming back towards Earth. <laughs> yeah, I mean like yeah, seriously, like yeah. people get anxiety just, you know, up at, you know, however many feet you are mm-hmm. in, in a 737, like people get anxiety doing that. You have L- to think that they're preparing for that. Like yeah. they've got something to chill you out if that happens. There, yeah. There's going to be a doctor on board. There's going to be, you know, yeah, and and, and firemen. I think they, they might. I wonder that that's a. It brings up a good point. Need some water. <laughs> it actually brings up a good point because if you think about it, if they're selecting just civilian individuals how far are they going to take that individual in the form of training yeah. before the mission? Like, is it just going to be like, you can't just be dead weight. Well, but like you got to have yeah, the ability to, to help out if, if somebody else gets hurt or I whatever. would imagine, I would yeah. hope so. But, but it, there will probably be a time of course in the future where, you know, this type of uh, space flight will be relatively, <clears throat> I, w- I don't want to say routine, but if you were just, pretty much incapable of helping in any way you're just this fat dude or whatever yeah, right you you could go up you know yeah but i wonder how far they in the selection process they'll do like are they going to like put you in situations where you have to experience a certain amount of g's yeah and if you yeah. can't if you can't handle it then you're out um well i i would think they're going to put you in like that uh whatever the contraption is that they use to get the yeah. guys dizzy the gyro like they're going to be they're going to be doing they, they should be doing that kind of stuff i mean that's a, it's the same kind of it's it's a huge mission that you're yeah. going around the moon yeah like you're you're going a long ways from home boy exactly you're, <laughs> long ways from kansas to believe none of us are going to get it there yeah. <laughs> no but and the thing is is like uh you just think <laughs> he just shat all over himself yeah. on the gyro yeah, seriously <laughs> if you if you pick if you're going off of social media like likes and like followers and stuff like that you don't know who you're gonna get yeah I mean, you gotta like, be careful because is the person fit for space yeah, it's gonna be like yeah. kim kardashian yeah i mean <laughs> even even like you, you think about uh just even as big as the the starship is gonna be or the BFR, as I like to refer to it as it used to be called BFR, mm-hmm. big fucking rocket. Yeah. Um, I got you. That, I that I mean, even with something that big that you're in, like that would be, you're still in a confined space for multiple days. Yeah. You know, you're you're with in a confined space with a, a select peep, amount of people. For a, a long time, like you're gonna be, it just sounds like disaster. It, it's like it's it's somebody's like, gonna freak the fuck out. Yeah, somebody <laughs> is, and then you're looking back out of a window out at Earth in the yeah. distance, All right. and then the moon. Now that we know somebody's gonna freak out, are you still going? <laughs> yeah, somebody is gonna freak out. I, I mean, think I'd still guaranteed. go. I'd still. I think I'd still go. 
Somebody's going to have a breakdown of some kind. I guarantee if, if you just take somebody off Instagram and bring them to the moon. Yeah. You know, and I'm going and then I'm, I'm going to broadcast when Kim Kardashian shits her pants in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be live streaming it to Earth because it's going to have immaculate Wi-Fi from from Starlink. Yeah. Yeah. 4K Starlink. Yeah. <clears throat> but but it, I think if it, it was somebody like Destin, I don't even know if he applied, but if it was somebody like him, he's going to take it seriously enough where he's going to want to do that kind of stuff. Like he's going to want to do that type of training and make sure he's yeah. fit for space. So I think that's, they'll get it right. I, I would imagine. I, I would really, I would, really, I really hope. hope for humanity's sake. Yeah. And you would even need to do some isolation. You'd have to do like, I'd be in a, I'd honestly be a perfect candidate. I'm in a, a <laughs> tiny little shoe box of a home. I live like a monk. <laughs> I live like a monk. I don't, I mean, just, you know, send up my... I go outside once a week. <laughs> send, up my, send, up my, send up my dog with me. I'll be good to go. You know, I'd be a good candidate for that, but I don't know. Hmm. Something else. It is an interesting scenario to put, <clears throat> to put yourself in, yeah. you know? Yeah. Could I actually go through with it? Because we talked about it before, I think maybe, I don't know, it had to have been quite a while ago. 10 episodes ago when we were saying like yeah. would you go to the Mar- go, yeah. go to the mars go to mars and um that's a different story right i think that's yeah i, I don't feel like you're making a return trip if you go there yeah that that one i don't think i could do but i think the the loop around the moon and back like with the technology we've seen that exists today i would do it yeah let's go loop it around the moon no yeah. biggie nope you're good <laughs> And then, yeah, you're not going to do like a, a, you know, the capsule's not coming down and relying on parachutes. It's actually going to land itself. <laughs> right. <laughs> like we talked about earlier, hopefully the feet pop out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. it's That's a different scenario. You're not coming down in a capsule parachuting slowly down into the ocean, which is scary in and of go, itself. Go, go, gadget kickstand. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Because yeah. that, that's terrifying to, to think, you, okay, you're in the capsule, you're hoping these parachutes work. That's scary. And then you think about what this would be the landing part i i might freak out yeah that's almost more terrifying to me than than like parachutes into the ocean oh but i think for sure because there's so many more things at involved le- yeah at least you know parachutes you know as long as they deploy there's they're nothing gonna do mechanical. their job yeah, yeah yeah there's nothing mechanical whereas yeah your your life or the hangs shield in holds right yeah. right but like yeah landing as a starship would land like your life is in the hands of those rockets landing you softly yeah. on the ground, and it not, and then not tipping over like SN10. Yeah, like exactly. after it already landed and it was, and they have there. to detonate you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we can't come. Yeah, that. Oh man, that would be. Yeah. Oh, imagine that you land it and it, like the legs didn't come out, and then it's oh, it's leaning. No, and, they and would actually try to keep it upright. They yeah, they, they, they would. They'd ha- get helicopters they, and like. Yeah, they guys, would. we can't get you out of there. We gotta detonate. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, well, say your final goodbyes. We're just sitting there like for for like two hours, like waiting for a, waiting for somebody to come undo the hatch. And like, just boom. Well, guys, the you are upright, but the bad news is we have to detonate because you're about to blow over, <laughs> and we can't risk anyone else. So here you go. We'll see you. Boom. <laughs> see you on the other side, guys. It's just like not even a countdown. Just so here you go, boom. <laughs> oh shit! Oh Do man, I even at least get like one last beer or something. 
We'll helicopter yeah. you a beer in. We're not going to try to save you. But <laughs> so after all this, after all this talk about faith in in SpaceX and it's faith in going up, what if like you were up there and and our our understanding is or our I guess at this point it's a theory we don't really know but there's going to probably be two like actual astronauts operating this vehicle or yeah. like at least there just one <laughs> so say say just a party bus with one driver <laughs> say, say you're up there say you're up there and you're you're chilling and you're going hey just like a cas- casual conversation what do we do if the landing gear doesn't open and the guy's like well we we don't know we, we don't know and he just goes and then wipes his nose. <laughs> and you're like, well, <laughs> I guess okay. this is it. That, yeah, yeah, you're already up what, there. What if you're like, because you don't know. You, yeah. you really don't know. Even <laughs> the boosters to take you back down to earth. Yeah. What if those don't fire? Are they fueled? Did, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know what I would do at that point because it's like, yeah. Well, we don't know. Yeah. I mean. Well, I, I feel like you'd have to have like a secret like security guard on there like you because you, if people freak out <laughs> there's a bouncer yeah I mean, get the hell out I of here seriously just picturing like a party bus yeah one driver <laughs> bunch of party lights and a bouncer because bouncer. it's gonna if there if there is two ast- actual astronauts on there and yeah. then and then the the <laughs> japanese billionaire that would that would just be like think We're about that though they, they have to think about this like from a from a perspective of like okay we have just normal people on here that like aren't really like actually have been hired by NASA or any yeah. other to be a, a legit astronaut. And if I was, were a legit astronaut, I'd be a little scared of the people being strapped in behind me. Like yeah. somebody going to flip out this day and age. You don't know. Like yeah. pe- people are, you know, off the rocker these days. It Just would be, to a, me, it would be interesting know. to, to be up there. If that scenario did happen, if you were like, I'm going to take this seriously, I'm going to train, I'm going to go down there, going to figure this out. But then somebody did lose it. Like, how would, you know, what if you were up there, like, I wonder if how they do you gave, react? I wonder if they gave the astronauts anything, like a Xanax before they go up or something, like something just to, like, keep them a little bit. I don't know. You know, so you don't have, like, a panic attack. I don't attack. think so. I, don't, I think know? it's just all just cold, cold ice in the veins. You yeah, know? I think so. Yeah. They're specially yeah, right. selected. But I, I guess I just wonder if they, like, if, if that's available to them. Like, you, like think about the ISS. And and some of these people are up there for like six months mm-hmm. up to a year. Yeah, like th- there's got to be a certain point where you just break, and th- they've got to have like the supplies there to like almost tranquilize tranquilize the guy or the girl that's like kind of breaking. Yeah. You would think, yeah, you know, I, yeah, because you do picture um, they're if they're planning for pretty much every scenario up at even just the ISS. Yeah. Um, they, I'm, I'm guessing they've considered most things like there's just about anything as far as a response to a uh, crisis, so to speak, right up there. Well, um, and, available and for their, I think resource, I think, a ma- well, I wouldn't say a majority, but like a good portion of the testing that they're doing when they're up there is on the human body and the, and the effects that, you know, mm-hmm. being away from home, away from, you know, our habitat and you know the the toll that the weightlessness takes on you and mm-hmm. everything like that i got to think that you know with all of that in mind you're prepared for somebody to do anything i mean you would have to have 
I got to imagine like a defibrillator. Like yeah. if somebody all of a sudden ha- goes into cardiac arrest, like you've got to be able to save them. Oh, yeah. yeah. So all those things. Yeah, it's an interesting topic. Like yeah. uh, how far, how deep do they go into that? How do they go into that? Like every single, think of anything that possibly could happen and then prepare for it. Um, Make it OSHA approved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let alone, yeah. well, that was an, actually another topic that came up lately is they found microbes on the uh, ISS that they they were not identifiable to anything on earth mm-hmm. yeah i saw that too it's um it's crazy you know if you think about like little particles flying through space that are inner you know kind of colliding with the space station yeah mm-hmm. if something potentially got on there it, that's a wild yeah thought i mean to put to think about that and all we've been doing is just doing laps around planet planet Earth, getting hit by uh, alien debris, and yeah, there's microbes yeah, on there. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, it, I mean, because how else would would they have microbes on there? Well, and think about yeah. that. Like the the astronauts have to be in quarantine after they come back mm-hmm. from any mission. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I guess it's kind of close to home right now because we're in the middle of a pandemic, or hopefully at the tail end of one. But like think about like if if some new strain were to be developed in space and then they came home and brought it to us and people that hadn't been to space you know were were vulnerable to it or whatever i mean that's kind of crazy to think about yeah yeah it is i mean they they have to consider everything when they're it's it's something that i think maybe as a just normal citizen I don't want to say take for granted, but it's it, we don't quite fully understand what it takes to be an astronaut. No, right. um, no, and that's that's the kind of the like bringing it back full circle to the uh, Dear Moon project. It's in, it'd be the first time where you wouldn't have an individual that's perfectly selected, like through rigorous methods, to be engaging in that type of activity. Yeah, to go that far from Earth. Yeah. You know? And that's like you're not going up to that ISS. No, you're no lapping the moon. Yeah. No, you're not going in into sub orbit. You know that kind of deal. It's uh, and that's the the crazy thing. Like we go back to like just talk about like Apollo. Like you asked if they gave him anything, and I obviously like back then like those guys came from like a fighter pilot background, so those guys were used to being in jets and all that kind of stuff. And you know you look at like John Young, and when he went up in Apollo. And his, his heart rate was that low. I talked about it, I think, last time. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. like, those guys were just, like, freaking, like, made of steel. Yeah. Like, they, they just they just had no nerves at all. You know, that's just the way they were. And, mm-hmm. you know, some of them were more nervous than others, I think, and thought about what could happen if a window blew out. But, like, most of them were, you know, pretty, I mean, either way, to get in something like that, like an Apollo capsule or anything, you know, it's it takes some... Take some, uh, take some balls. But. Yeah, yeah, they they were hard dudes, you know, just the kind of people that uh, would risk it all uh, for the mission. Yeah, and it's really impressive to think about, you know, in this day and age. And getting back to like we we've always talked, even in the origins of this podcast. In addition to, you know, kind of talking about the eclipse and what's coming up in that realm, just to bring enthusiasm and respect to that type of individual you know like in in this day and age is that becoming forgotten yeah and i would hope not you know i, I don't think so at this point but will it ever i don't know kind of be a forgotten thing or just 
yeah the oh yeah the first time that humans launched themselves off of the planet yeah that was so long ago that we don't even talk about it anymore yeah it's uh one of the it it is the greatest achievement in humanity yep ever definitely that we've seen thus far yeah i'm dry i'm dry as well wait you got a little pulp yeah that's the uh it was uh, the the haze the haze is sitting there at the bottom yeah Yeah. but yeah i'm dry as well I think that might be a good place to wrap up episode 42 of Eclipse on Tap. If you uh, want to give us a follow on social at Eclipse on Tap for Instagram and Twitter. And we also have the Eclipse on Tap Facebook page. Post some things there. We'll uh, post our Grattan videos. We're talking about that'd be pretty funny Um, with the jersey. The profiles. Yeah, the profiles. So that's uh, something to to look forward to. Um, but no, I'm also, looking forward to it. Also, give us a follow on the website, eclipseontap.space, where it's now linked up to all the episodes. So if you want to listen from the eclipseontap.space website, you can. And then uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts. Give us a like or a review. That'd be cool. Yep. Yeah. That's a wrap. Love y'all. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.